Tell him about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? Who is your daddy and what does he do? I know nothing. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Go ahead, make my day. This is the Brian Suits Show. Good morning, everybody, along with uh, producer Greg. It's your Wednesday and a whole lot of stuff to uh, get to. Uh, we we are being forced to go back to January 6th, uh, but uh, we will. It's just, we, we, all, we all have to have a talk and, uh, and stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll get that underway right after this. Also, why, why aren't the Gen Z women going crazy in the streets about the abortion thing? Hmm. Uh, that and uh, more. By the way, we'll check your texts at early pass at uh, checking your texts at 800 465 uh, back in a second. Let's get you to work with the right-way traffic. Hey, I'm 770 KTTH. Here. Of course, you got a, got a little fender bender there at the uh, Launch 67 on the 512. You got to go downhill. And, and there's a, a bit of a rain on, you know, going out. So you got to you bang them on the curb, get some, get some rusty. Wait. Get them rusty. There you go. Get, get some rusty. Was there uh, rain down your way, or did it end at the Pierce County line, producer Greg? Welcome. I had some rain on the way into the studio this morning. Yeah, it was free car wash. And I, for one, don't mind it. I know a lot of people are going back into depression because we had a string of a couple days there. It was just glorious outside. Too but hot. Overcast is my jam, and I don't care whether that's June or the month of November. I embrace it. I, I lean for, into it. I, for one, welcome our new insect overlords, and... We'll get to a whole bunch of things. Uh, so many things. Uh, the, 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 the I, I heard an interesting theory yesterday. So, um, having been just exactly, I have very few things in common with Kamala Harris, but I have this in common. My mother was a woman. Her mother was a woman. It's time we started dwelling on the things that unite us. Her mother was a, a Scottish Angus cow. <laughs> and... Uh, my neighbor, you ever seen, you know, the Scottish cows? They're a little smaller, but they have the long horns, but they're hippies. Their hair yeah, is in their eyes. they got funny accents, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They wear kilts. Uh, my neighbor has one of those. And actually, he's a redhead. <laughs> it's funny. It gets, it's like the most Scottish cow ever. But talking to a friend of mine and about um, uh, life and career progression, I'm, I'm giving her advice about whether to leave TV and get back in radio and all this. And, uh, and, and... Uh, her, her frustration was that her bosses are these older women. They're these m- millennial and boomer women that just don't get why her generation, who happen to be production assistants in th- their field, are not more upset about overturning Roe v. Wade. And they're and they're using this. And what's the, I I don't get this because I'm not a person of menstruation. Um, I'm from my mother was a person of menstruation. I was married to one of those. Uh, I worked very closely with one of those. My my daughter is a person of menstruation, and uh, but I'm not one. So I I'm uh, so producer Greg and I have learned several things. <laughs> Don't lecture women on breastfeeding, um and uh, and and stuff. And so <clears throat> at and so she was talking about her bosses as if they were ninety years old, and I went well because her bosses are saying, uh yeah well back alley abort we're going to return. We're going to return to the days 
of back alley abortions and women going to ERs with coat hangers <laughs> stuck and, you know, and all this. And their younger underlings are saying, uh, we're not that upset because I don't know if you know this, but there's a pill. Mm-hmm. M- miss two periods, take a pill. You don't you don't ring a bell in the town square. You don't dong. I took the day after pill or you know, the abortion pill or whatever. You, you go to the pharmacy, you order it. Um, right now, man, this is so prevalent that you don't even notice it. You know who notices it is Planned Parenthood. Um, the, the people crossing their doorstep has plummeted since the introduction of the abortion pill. Because you don't have to walk through a line of protesters sitting there throwing blood and Bibles at you. or <laughs> I don't even know if that goes on anymore. Uh, you go to a CVS and you walk out and you go home and you don't call a friend and you you you, you don't you know you, you don't need to be hugged or or anything. It's just so prevalent and it's so prevalent right now <clears throat> and and it's so out of sort of the the observation of millennial you know women in their forties and fifties who are running the the outrage movement the um, you know big outrage uh, or or the abortion industrial complex. That they just don't have visibility on this. They they just don't know that this has been sort of a sea change, and that banning abortion and oh they're going to be uh, you know kicking doors and black helicopters and fast roping FDA agents are going to be arresting doctors oh and all this. Um, that's a, really not how it's done anymore, and that's part of the reason why you're kind of seeing a collective meh from millennial. Women, women below 35, women who effectively went to college with that. It's such a big deal right now. There's such a rush on on the pill uh, in red states right now that and here that uh, they're putting a, a limit on how many you can leave with uh, because you if your sister is in, uh, I don't I don't know, Oklahoma, you're you're going to overnight her. You're going to FedEx her. The abortion pill. In fact, you're, you because since you bought five hundred yesterday, um, uh, you're going to set up a business or, or something. So it's just it really it's really interesting to me. Um, as a, 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 what did uh, Hillary call Clarence Thomas yesterday? Something along the lines of person, bitter and perpetual oh, no, she, grievance. No, it was a person something. of something. Oh, a person of grievance. Yes, a person. Since I'm not a person of uterus. You know, I, I, this is not on my radar, and but I am a person of radar. But I, I hadn't even thought of that because I'm I'm part of the patriarchy of the talk radio patriarchy. Um, but, uh, but what you see on TV, even here in Seattle, okay, a couple hundred people got together and rhymed things with "Hey, hey, ho, ho," and "Get your hands off my uterus" and whatever. Well, <laughs> but then it kind of it went away because it requires the energy of people in their 20s. Mm. And, and they're all like, what do you, what do you mean, coat hanger? <laughs> what's what's a back alley? What? I, uh, I think your point here is well taken. And it's one of the reasons this issue might not be as big of a galvanizing thing come the midterms. And what's funny is the talking heads that you see. Um, you know, that, that will play from MSNBC or CNN, 
they're from a generation where you, if you were at 19, mm-hmm. when, when a 40 year old was 19, they did have to go to a clinic for an abortion. But things have changed but in 50 19 years. Year olds, they don't <laughs> know where the, the clinic is. They know where the CVS is. They know where the Walgreens is. And, and uh, yeah. And, and so it's really, it's frustrating to them because it's like a, it's like finding out eight tracks don't exist, you know, or something like that. And you're, uh, you, you want young people to get upset about the fact that eight tracks don't exist anymore, but they're just not that upset about it. And, you know, well, and one of the things this the, moment way, has 50, revealed, you know what, this week was the 50th anniversary of the Walkman. Was it? Yes. Do you still have yours? No. <laughs> but uh, cassettes are retro cool now with the kids. You know how turntables were retro cool a couple of years ago? Yeah. Even though I was pointing out to, to my my person of inspiration when when she bought hers, that the point is that the needle goes in the record and then it goes through vacuum tubes. <laughs> and that's how you get that big fat sound. It, if it comes out of a U, if you then plug it USB into your computer, you're just getting an MP3. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Oh, I was just making the point that this has been a revealing moment for me because I've been astonished at just how many Americans don't know how the government works, <laughs> what the three branches of government do, or what the law actually says. So many people after Roe v. Wade was overturned, believed abortion was just going to be illegal across the board. And I think they're slowly finding out, wait, what's the law in my state? And yeah, some red states in the middle uh, have more restrictions than than the blue states. But there's been kind of an awakening of, oh, and a bit of an eye roll in some parts of the country because it's not going to make that big of an impact. There are exceptions. But for example, in uh, Yunkin State and in DeSantis State, Uh, The abortion law is still going to be about 15 weeks. And those governors are not pushing for more restrictions Uh, than that. No, no, I know. I know. And part of it is because they've been told by younger advisors. uh, Not a thing. I have an idea for possibly the greatest troll of stupid young Democrats and their money anyway. I just I'm not sure it's legal, though. Um, <clears throat> all right, well, I'll run it by all of ye when we come back. Amson 70, KTTH, um, and let's get to work with the right-way traffic. So let me run this by you. Amson 70, KTTH, Brian Suits here. I am announcing my candidacy to run against Clarence Thomas in 2022. You can donate to... I can't think of a I better I think you have way. a real chance. I, I can't, because it doesn't say you have to be a lawyer. In Article 3 of the United States Constitution, I've read the first paragraph of Article 3, really haven't gone past it, but, but um, <clears throat> you know, I've had it up to here with this Clarence Thomas, and I'm going to run against him, but I need your help. And I can't think of a better way to separate money from de- from, from dumb Democrats than that. And I I almost want to, I mean, I'm I'm announcing I'm going to troll Democrats, okay? So you, so you all are in on the joke. That's what's going on. I might, I have a couple different Twitter feeds. I might relabel one of them today, but I just, I want to know if I do a GoFundMe or something just to see how much money I can raise as uh, the the person who's going to defeat Clarence Thomas in 2022 when he runs for reelection. I I, I don't know. Am, uh, Am I fraudulently taking people's money if, if, if they should know that I'm not running capitalizing against? on people's ignorance. I don't know if that's illegal. Has that ever been illegal in America? <laughs> yeah, that's the American way. P- wasn't P.T. P. Barnum was a was a senator also, wasn't he? 
You can tell me anything, I'd believe it. I, th- I, I have to Google it. Uh, I, I'll, I, I'll look it up. But, but um, AOC was on Colbert last night, Brian. I don't is, know if she, she caught Did she announce her candidacy? She didn't announce her candidacy. <laughs> against Clark but Trump. she did try to give a master class in American civics. Unfortunately, and tell me if I'm insensitive in my characterization of this, to me, she sounds like a high school sophomore who just realized how the three branches of government yeah. work. Let, let, let me warm up with some uh, with a <laughs> Kamala gem. You know, it's one thing when you know something's going to happen. It's another thing when it actually happens. So you're telling me that she sounds less than articulate in the issues and in, in what you're I about mean, to play. I mean, she gets some things right in her description here, but just sometimes Trump would speak and you would go, it sounds like he just realized what that means and now he's repeating it to the press. Yeah. The similar thing holds true for AOC. When we have the framing of, you know, the, the framing of our government, the presidency, Congress, the president, Congress and the Supreme Court are supposed to be three co-equal branches, co-equal, none with supremacy over the other. And when any one of those branches overreaches its authority it is the responsibility of the other two to check the overreach of of that of that authority the supreme court has engaged in the overreaching of its authority in denying the human and civil rights of any pregnant person or person that could become pregnant in the united states of america they have engaged in overreach and it is the responsibility of the president and congress to put the supreme court in check because they have delegitimized once again proving that if you say something emphatically in the voice of a 12 year old people will applaud Uh, but she's actually making the conservative case for overturning roe v wade because that has been the argument uh, from the right for 50 years which is that decision in 1973 was the court overreaching was uh, seven out of nine justices becoming super legislators by the way every every single one of them a white male oh all part male. of the patriarchy of course yeah no it, it's 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 insane that if you parse what she's saying and <clears throat> and and you sit there and you say so let me get this straight let me make this clear um, you're saying that the Supreme Court sending this issue back to the 50 states for people to for legislatures to decide and people to vote for the legislators. That's somehow overreach. Um, it, exactly. Sending it back to the legislative to the to, to the Article two branch of government in the states is somehow overreach. And if you if you said that to her, her her big doughy eyes would roll around. Um, but she did say pregnant people. Good for her. Person, person, you don't, don't want to gender. Anyone specifically here? Yeah, can you get can you get that at the what'd she say? Women and and people of what'd she say? Oh, where was it? Women um, and civil rights at the very of end. any pregnant person or person that could become pregnant. Pregnant. <laughs> yeah, you know, meanwhile, Just the rest of her party has rediscovered the W word. Everything is woman, woman, woman. woman. Not with AOC though. Yeah, birthing pregnant person or person who could could become pregnant. Buterand. Be- 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 I'm I'm not be befeedist. I'm incapable of being befeedist. I the other thing I thought about yesterday, I really want a way to troll Democrats was I wanted you know really liberal, reedy, you know, man bun beta male Democrats to uh proclaim their truth that that sent that they could have a baby and if they could get pregnant they would have it aborted and show solidarity with uh, persons of pregnancy. And I just don't know how to go about it, but I want to get all these TikTok young men going. I okay, I was I was born not a person of 
pregnancy of the pregnant and but I could be, I identify as that and I identify as one that could be pregnant and, but got an abortion or something. I think, I think defeat Clarence Thomas 2022 is, is better though. I did see that uh, Christopher Rufo posted a clip from a new Disney uh, TV show. You know, that movie, uh, Oh, what was it called with Baymax in it? Who's like a, a robot. Yeah, but there's a new TV series with Baymax in it, and there's a the scene. big in- inflatable robot. Yeah, big inflatable yeah, yeah. robot. Yeah, pretty good movie. Pretty it good is actually show. a really good movie. But there's a scene in the new TV show that Disney Plus is releasing where Baymax is in a grocery store, and he's. T- I'm not joking. You can look it up uh, online. the cl- The clip has leaked, and they're talking about periods and what tampons to buy. And a guy comes up and says, "Here are the tampons that I use." <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. This is. A uh, real clip from Disney Plus. You going to uh, be first in line to watch the show? Yeah. Well, don't get trampled in the rush. <laughs> I I will uh, I will be uh, first in line. Uh, all right. When we come back, uh, when when presidents attack, um, you know what what's what is what's the missing piece that they didn't reveal yesterday for the January sixth uh, hearings. Um, and uh, we'll we'll get into that fairly sticky subject uh, as it, it it still is coloring the some of the primaries around the country. It did in Colorado. It did and it did not in various primaries around the country yesterday. Uh, back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH. Let's get you to work with our right way traffic. Um, 770 KTTH, Brian Suits here, and uh, producer Greg. Well, yesterday, uh, the uh, aide to the chief of staff, uh, Mark Meadows, uh, by the name of Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, who had been deposed before, was was the, the subject of the surprise uh, urgent uh, meeting that kicked off around 10 a.m. Uh, our time. And I'll, I'll tell you, if, I mean, if, if you go back with me, a couple of years, you know where I stand on Trump. I, I, in 2015, I said I'm not voting for the guy, and mainly because of the way he treated John McCain. And and and, and I'll I'll say this uh, to John McCain's face. I said in studio across town, you know, John McCain, the senator, I've got some problems with, but John McCain, the naval aviator POW, I don't have problems with. Um, and 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 I I I felt personally. Uh, that I was getting a message from Donald Trump that I shouldn't vote for him in 2015 when when he said what he said about John McCain, the naval aviator. Um, as as I say, I, I, there's loads of things McCain did as a senator I disagree with. Um, however, uh, so so there's that. And then thing two, uh, in 2016, I I said I cannot vote for the guy. I can't vote for the guy because I know too much about him personally. That's openly open source, and he hasn't got gotten a loan from an American bank since 2000. American banks won't loan the guy money. Uh, he sues all of his vendors. Um, he, he, you know, steps out on anyone he's married to. Who he he breaks that contract, you know, and pays a porn star, then pays the porn star to shut up. And I just, on a personal level, I couldn't couldn't vote for the guy. And I just had this weird feeling that, uh, that, that, and this is not a prediction, I'm just, I, on the night he was elected, I said, eh, he'll die in prison. And 
Not for lack of trying, because um, I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt about January 6th until yesterday. I thought, well, maybe he doesn't know about the people that he's attracting. Maybe he doesn't know about the people who are really buying what, what he's selling, that all these, all these red counties and these red states all around the country um, somehow uh, uh, flipped the election illegally for Joe Biden or something. Uh, he, you know, make no mistake, he, he, he took Fox's calling Arizona, which was then recounted eight times or whatever, Fox calling Arizona for Biden, he took that personally. And he decided on that, on that night he had, uh, you know, a lifelong enabler in the form of, of uh, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, a, a Manhattan crony, telling him it was stolen, it was stolen, it was stolen. So you have a, a wealthy person who's, who's never skipped a meal in his day, surrounded by leg humpers, um, who, who says, I won, right? And they go, yeah, I won. And they believe that. That's, that's great right up until the point where you're weaponizing some of the people who, who maybe have the same personality defect enough that they have the free time to go to D.C. in the middle of the week on January 6th because they think that what is effectively a ceremonial vote uh, r- really is uh, the, the lever of power, the fulcrum uh, by which th- that guy can stay in power. The, you know, you understand um, maybe every American citizen on their 18th birthday should take the same oath that those of us who enlisted took. Uh, because I, I took the oath of enlistment, then I took the oath of commissioning. So I've taken the oath twice. And it's it's not to a person, and it's not to a piece of cloth, and it's not even to a piece of paper. It's you, you take an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And if, if you're proposing to do something unconstitutional, like um, have, have a crowd interrupt a, a constitutionally mandated uh, vote— then you're an enemy of the Constitution. That's that. However, noon, January 20th happens. You pack up and leave. Another guy takes the oath. We move along. I, I am, the line forms here to be unhappy with an incompetent old man as president like we currently have. That being said, um, uh, nothing unconstitutional happened. He won the election and he's now the president. Oh, well, it sucks to be us right now. <clears throat> You don't you, you don't like a Roe v. Wade being uh, being overturned? Well, it sucks to be you. But read Article Three a little closer, there, uh, Sandy Cortez. I'm sorry. Uh, I know she's Alexandria these days, but uh, she all of her life she was Sandy Cortez. Um, and that's just the way it is. But yet yesterday, I I have a weird feeling that that what they left out yesterday when she's talking about. Um, the, the Trump was angry that the magnetometers were there as they are at every presidential rally, because there was a bunch of armed people there who didn't want to go through the magnetometers because they knew that, uh, they would be detected and weapons would be seized and, and they'd probably be arrested because nothing like that is allowed in DC. You know, it's not a state, it's not a territory. It's a federal district. There's no governor, uh, and the whole thing. Um, and and the firearm laws there are draconian. You know, you certainly cannot, you know, o- openly carry an AR-15 like, like you can in Ohio or what. You can't brandish it, but you can you can have it openly carried um, in, in the state of Washington. So um, but you can't do that in Washington, D.C. And did he know 
that the magnet because he was angry that the crowd wasn't big enough and and he they were were pointing out to him well you know a lot of the crowd doesn't want to go through the magnetometers because they're armed and he said well they're not they don't mean to harm me and multiple people have already testified to this mark meadows is, has given thousands of texts those those will come out we don't know what those those are yet and he just sat there yesterday as if he knew what was about to happen and that 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 is very upsetting to me that there were people many some of which are belong to an organization called the oath keepers that in many cases has a lot of veterans in it um, who took the same oath that, that, that I did. And I, I, I don't like that they don't take it seriously because I don't think that's taking it seriously. Um, and I, I think the other shoe that's going to drop uh, is that there were middlemen that were communicating uh, to Donald Trump that that was possible, that on that day you could go into the House, interrupt that vote, go in there uh, with guns as if it's Brazil or, or Chile or something, and just take the reins of power. That's the most un-American thing I've ever heard. And, and that's that. And uh, I, I think, because this is something I've been saying for a couple of years, well, I, I get approached by people in groups and they say, and it's, it's one thing to be in a neighborhood watch. That's a different deal. Okay. That's, that's a far, far different deal. Um, but, but when you, when you approach me and you're in a group, I always tell you the first thing, um, thanks for openly communicating with me by email. It just tells me that you're a moron. Um, thing two, I have news for you, no matter what the group is. And, and I'll just tell you this, uh, whether it's Proud Boys, Three Percenters, or Oath Keepers, you're penetrated. You're hopelessly penetrated. That's that, that you have no secrets. Um, if, if you're not paying attention, uh, Enrique Terrio, the guy who was the titular head of the uh, Oath Keepers, he's, he's an FBI informant. Uh, and this is where I, I go beyond this. I'm like, I, I, I think not only maybe Trump knew what was going to go on, but I think the FBI knew. I, I think the FBI had it out uh, for the president of the United States, which is unconstitutional. Uh, if, if they suspected that he was involved in a crime, then then say that. But um, I, I, I happen to think that they knew full well uh, because of their informants in the Oath Keepers, in Proud Boys and Three Percenters, um, that armed people intended to illegally bring arms into the District of Columbia and, and be... Uh, waiting outside the magnetometers for the word to go to the Capitol. And, and de- then, you know, do do whatever your imagination tells you they would do um, at that point. I, I'm, I'm still, I still, you know, point out to people, no shots were fired. The only shot that was fired killed a protester. You know, I, I, I was not seeing weapons, firearms being displayed by some of the, the stacks of, of Oath Keepers, some of the columns of, of Oath Keepers. But, um, you know, I, 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 would, I would wrap up by saying, listen, I like the results of the, the Trump presidency. I, I liked that economy, the whole thing. I was one of those people that thought, well, uh, that, that's what uh, uh, McMaster is for. Um, and uh, that's what Mattis is for. Is there going to be the adults in the room and, and all that? And as they started falling off, the wagon one by one and and then word was getting out about what they were saying uh, it was pretty clear that any any sort of rational sane person was not getting his ear and then i'm like oh uh, this is not working out the way i thought it would um believe me as i say the results you know 
foreign policy-wise, the whole thing, I, I happen to think there's a great component um, to our foes uh, and allies and enemies alike um, wondering if the person in charge is all there. Uh, it, I, I happen to think it keeps people like Vladimir Putin and, and President Xi uh, at bay. That, that being said, I want them to at least uh, adhere to the spirit, if not the literal word, of the Constitution of the United States. And I don't think that that person uh, was president. Uh, for four years, it's, and and the people around him failed. Um, so uh, so anyway, that's that's what I think. That's the other shoot that's, that's going to drop is that we're going to find out that there was a uh, uh, a, a a direct path. Now, what what's the purpose of all this? Well, it's because the Democrats just won't let it go. It is is what it is, um, and they're they're not letting it go. And uh, a, a load of Republicans see the smoke trail coming out of their exhaust, and they know it's. That they're going to be crashing the ground, leaving a big crater, and the the biggest smoke trails uh, Liz Cheney. She knows she's done, and she's uh, going to take Trump down uh, with her. I'm I'm kind of a oh well, you know, learn your lesson, let's move along, nothing to see here kind of person. But uh, all right, when we come back. Um, what the, the, early in the morning we didn't get to this, uh, but President Macron caught up to he physically caught up to Biden. And gave him some bad news about oil and stuff. And it's not good news for uh, the price of the pump uh, either. But that may be why uh, Biden didn't want to hear it. Uh, that and more coming up. AM 770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with the right-way traffic. here and yesterday because the audio is, is really unclear but as Biden was leaving the G7 summit and uh, pretty much everyone but the Japanese prime minister uh, was going to meet him in Madrid for the NATO summit um, the president Macron there, there was sort of a uh, informal uh, walkabout and Macron I mean physically walked fast and caught up to Biden and said, Mr. Mr. President, uh, Mr. Joe, hey. And, and, and he started talking to him. Uh, and, and he effectively said, listen, uh, I, I talked to, he said, MBZ, um, to Mohammed bin Salman, the uh, titular head of Saudi Arabia, the crown prince, um, uh, until his dad dies and he'll be the actual king. And uh, and the whole thing. So so he said, "Let's listen." I talked to to MBZ. Um, I talked to uh, Saudi Arabia and the UAE about just increasing their oil production. And because uh, this this is apparently news to Biden, you know, new, uh, Biden's going to go to Saudi Arabia and he's going to beg the Saudis to increase oil production. And it sounds to me like, uh, and I don't know if Macron cared or knew that he was on camera. Uh, or that he was within, you know, earshot of of the cameras and the whole thing. There there were some handlers around Biden, and they kind of pushed, you know, the media a little bit back. But they were able to step in front, and you can read Macron's lips, and you can hear him. Because, you know, the only uh, the way to master English is to uh, speak it slowly and loudly. So that's what he's doing. And, and he says, you know, thing one, Saudi Arabia says that they're at maximum production right now. And then also the UAE. Uh, the United Arab Emirates. So what, what Biden wanted is for them to just, he thinks there's a giant valve because, uh, you know, the world's 
oil market is is a bathtub, and he thinks that there's like twenty faucets or something that, that goes into it. Even though he's cut the American faucet off, um, he wants the Saudis to turn their faucet up. And what what the information he was given there in in plain speak out in the open in front of the you know, worldwide media um, was that they're at maximum production right now, and so save the gas. You know, don't don't fly down there. And it's funny at the very end, uh, Jake Sullivan, uh, who who is who is a, a very slimy political reptile, but he's also the national security advisor. Um, when when Biden kind of takes in the information, he he turns around, and starts walking again. Now Macron steps in front of him and grabs his arm, and and is trying to impress on him how serious this is. And that's when Jake Sullivan points at the camera and says, "Okay, let's let's take this inside." And Biden goes, "Yeah, let's take it inside." Um, the, the, this is part of the thing that, that nobody in the American media is going to put together uh, is that Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Venezuela, Iran, Iraq—they're uh, all part of OPEC. You have to be. There's a treaty in OPEC, and you you don't lowball your your fellow treaty member. Um, and so there's production limit agreements, and so they would be breaking that treaty. That's that's what they mean. Could could they increase um, uh, production? Um, sure. Uh, it's also in the treaty, by the way, that you don't attack one of the world's largest refineries with your drones, and uh, and and cut your 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 neighbor's production by fifty percent uh, for six months, like when Iran did that to Saudi Arabia a couple of years ago. That was an act of war. There's, there's, uh, only because, pardon me, I had to cough. Only because Saudi Arabia couldn't get Egypt's aircraft carriers, see yesterday's show, around in time. Um, but by all, by all rights, uh, everything but the word Saudi Arabia and Iran are at war. And, um, the, the sad reality that Biden has to face is, you don't call these guys a pariah state on the campaign trail and then a year after your president beg them to save your bacon and somehow magically lower the price of worldwide uh, gasoline or, or especially in the United States. And and this is him avoiding what could help all of you by the end of the week. And by, and by the way, gas prices are going to go way up this weekend because guess what? It's a four-day, whatever, three-day, uh, Fourth of July weekend. He could green light the Keystone Pipeline. He could tell the environmental groups, it's not your night. Take the fall. Sorry, but have you ever seen On the Waterfront? Okay, you're Marlon Brando in this one, right? Take the fall. That's that. Pick your fights. This is not a good fight. 2022 is is not the ring you want, you want to get in. He's not prepared to do that. He could do this by the end of the day. The, the domestic, when people say, oh, we have to have, have, make sure that uh, we're domestically reliant. We import very little oil. We we import almost no Saudi oil. There's no dismemberment oil here. But it's part of that bathtub that's the worldwide oil market. It's all one, one market. He could do this. The United States is one of the world's largest oil producers. He could do, but we're not producing as much as we could because they lost faith in the future because they kept hearing from this old man, ironically, saying the day of fossils as fuel uh, is over. And 
so there, the, the oil companies uh, have not been in business for 150 years because they're stupid. Um, they're they're looking at that and they're saying, well, are we an oil company or are we an energy company? Where are we going to make the most money? Well, do we make money when we get a tax break? Yes, it's like a reverse profit. It's instead of making profit from a gap between retail and wholesale, we're making a profit by the taxes uh, that we're not paying. Um, so they're saying, okay, let's let's become an energy company. Let's change our marketing. Let's shut down when a refinery blows up. Let's not repair it when it's obsolete. Let's not. Uh, Upgrade it and the whole thing. That's what he's facing. He could do this tomorrow. I don't know why the Republicans don't say this. Uh, may, maybe they're just bad at foreign policy these days or something. But you could transcribe what I'm saying and spit it out tomorrow. Um, you know, not that you're going to need a pro, uh, you know a winning margin this November. Republicans are going to win big time. Um, but when they do. I really want to see them deliver on this and uh, talk to the Secretary of Energy uh, and the Secretary of Transportation. And that's the other thing is you have this this doe-eyed idiot uh, former mayor of a small town who's now the Secretary of Transportation couldn't tell you any of what I just said. Um, and yet, speaking of carbon footprint, uh, you know that <clears throat> anywhere the president goes, they take they take Air Force One and the backup. They take those. They take two seven forty sevens. So they're gonna he's gonna fly those to Saudi Arabia. Uh, have to explain to a guy uh, who high fives Vladimir Putin. There's a famous GIF of him high fiving Vladimir Putin. Uh, have to explain to him. Well, I was running for office. I had to say you're a pariah state. <clears throat> you know and the whole thing. But uh, hey, can you increase uh, uh, your uh, your oil output. And, you know, this, this is where, uh, for all the criticism I have for the guy, the reason I did vote for him in 2020 was because he, he says about Saudi Arabia, look, they just did the biggest weapon buy in American history. They're, and, and this is why you don't have to say out loud that they're a prized state. They're in our pocket. If, if, if we're not, if we're outproducing them, because we're not in OPEC, we have no treaty obligation to not lowball Saudi Arabia. We could do that tomorrow. But why would we want to? Um, because the number one advantage of Saudi Arabia is they're not Iran. <clears throat> um, and, you know, you, you lived through a time, the most tectonic shift in Middle East uh, history. I mean, in all honesty, in the history of the place. I mean, you know, since the Son of God appeared. So anyway, in the last two year, 2,000 uh, years... It's the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, when he was PM, flying to Riyadh and greeting the king and his son, Mohammed bin Salman. Uh, th that was a peace treaty. There will never be a formal peace treaty. That was a peace treaty. The PM of Israel going to Saudi Arabia? That only Trump could have done that. I'm, you know, I'm not going to take credit away from, from someone who, whose credit is due, but he was, he was dead honest about a relationship with Saudi Arabia. And, you know, you're paying the pe the price of the pump uh, for the ignorance of a guy who won't, won't be honest with it right now. Uh, back in a second, AM 770 KPTH, uh, the latest out of that Ukraine thing. Uh, also, uh, some some mayhem. Month, month, as the month of June uh, wraps up King County with the, the mayhem measurement. Uh, that and more come up. AM 770 KTTH.